the angry tenor. Hello, I'm your host, John Sayers, and I am the angry tenor. I have been doing the podcast now for a little while, and I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. At least I hope so. I just wanted to remind you that new episodes go live every Monday evening at 7 p.m. That's every Monday evening at 7 p.m., new episodes of The Angry Tenor. And now, let's see what's making me angry today. We've all heard the tale of the Bouncing Tosca. There are many versions that exist in the world of opera oddities, but this is one of my favorites. There are other stories of Tosca and, of course, one of my own. The Bouncing Tosca supposedly occurred at the Lyric Opera of Chicago involving a British soprano. As Tosca, she was supposed to leap to her death from the walls of Castel San Angelo after determining the fake execution of her lover Mario Cavradossi had turned out to be a real execution. After the sheriff's men arrive, she climbs upon the wall of the castel, sings her final words ending on a high B-flat, and leaps to her death. Usually, she lands on a mattress, but the stage workers, this time, had thoughtfully improved her safety by replacing the mattress with a trampoline. The result was that Tosca appeared two or three times over the wall. Some versions say she was still singing the high B-flat, but that could only be rumor. There is another side to the story that describes this as an act of stagehand revenge for troublesome behavior by the soprano, who kept complaining that the mattress was not soft enough. Eva Turner has admitted to being that Tosca in a TV special hosted by Robert Merrill. However, several sopranos have claimed to be that Tosca and that it happened in various theaters. Then, there is the shooting of the wrong singer. Rumor says it happened at the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco. The firing squad, always played by supernumeraries, 
had received last-minute instruction to shoot the person they found on stage and then to exit with the principals. But this time, when the time came for the execution, they discovered there were two people there instead of one. Not knowing which one to shoot, they wavered back and forth a bit as to who to shoot. But when the time came, as directed in the music, they finally shot Tosca and looked bewildered when Mario keeled over dead. They also did not leave, since they were told to exit with the principals, and neither of the principals were exiting. Tosca made some gestures to shoo them away, but they remained on stage until Spoletta came in with the soldiers. When Tosca jumped from the parapet, they saw their chance to finally exit with at least one of the principals, and jumped down off the wall after Tosca. Now, I seriously doubt the validity of this story, though I have heard it many times, and I have personally seen some questionable supers in firing squads. When I heard about the tenor, I believe it was in Dallas, losing an eye because of being hit by the wadding from one of the guns, I started telling the supers, before the start of Act 3, to not point the gun directly at me. You couldn't tell from the audience that they were pointing askew, and it made me feel a whole lot better. I sang a lot of Tosca's in my career. In one theater, where I had been engaged to sing a series of nine performances, I had seven different sopranos as Tosca. But one soprano stuck out for me, as when she was shaking Mario, that was me, trying to wake him up, she inadvertently tickled me. Now, I'm not especially ticklish, but she was, I admit, a superior tickler. What's worse, she seemed to follow me everywhere I went to sing Tosca. She was never the first cast, but always came in once the run had started. And no matter how many times I told her, she could not stop tickling. Even when I, lying on the stage, supposedly dead, kept telling her, Do not tickle. She still did. The final scene of Giacomo Puccini's Tosca.
presto su, Mario, Mario, su presto andiamo, su, su, Mario, Mario, Jose's in Carmen in my career and only two of them were new productions the rest of the Carmen's I did were all running productions of which I stepped into sometimes singing only one performance sometimes singing as many as nine or ten performances but I have one Carmen that sticks out in my mind as being somewhat memorable To be honest, I don't remember what theater it was in, but I remember it was a one-time only. And I was to drive up on the day of the performance, and I drove into where most theaters are found, the center of town, and there was no theater. And I thought, well, what do I do now? We didn't have cell phones in those days, so I couldn't just pick up my cell phone and call. But I had to find a payphone and get in the payphone and call the theater, who then described to me that the theater sits not in the center of town, but in a park, a rather large park, a little bit away from the center of town. So I eventually found it, but I did show up a little bit late. So there wasn't a lot of time for rehearsal. Um, The assistant stage director took me through the basic movements, but, you know, it was Carmen. I mean, how many things can you change? And actually that was not the problem, that they changed anything. Everything was as it should be. But the problem I had was in Act Two. And the problem was with Don Jose's entrance into the tavern where Carmen and her cohorts were hanging out. And normally, when I come in in that in Carmen, I'm sort of in a disheveled uniform, but I have my sword. People did not go around without their swords in those days. In this particular Carmen, Don Jose was not wearing his sword at this entrance, but carried it in. So I stood backstage and saying, Hola, hola, and uh, went up the steps backstage so that I could make my entrance and come down the stairs and forgot to bring the sword. Now, maybe it wasn't all that important, and possibly we could have gotten around it many other ways, but Zuniga and Jose have a little bit of a sword fight in this scene. Jose sets his whole fate by 
wounding him and is then forced to run off with Carmen and her band of robbers and thieves. So I figured it was important that I had the sword, but I did not know how to go about getting it. So when Carmen started her little castanet aria, I was sitting in a chair middle stage and she was dancing around me. I got up and I moved as if I were, did not want to be seduced by her. And I made it over to the, to the edge of the wing where I saw somebody there and I told them I need the sword and then went back to playing it. So as she was playing it and I looked towards the back of the theater at one time and there was a little, a little window back there which I'm sure the people in the audience couldn't see, but I could see the face sticking up there. So I got up again, and uh, I saw the face in the window. And I, I worked my way over there, and he told me that the sword was sitting right outside the bottom door that was underneath the stairway. Now, I still didn't know what I was going to do, but at some point I had to figure it out. I knew that sword was there and I had to get it. So when the bugles start playing and Don Jose sort of feels that pull back to his regiment, fortunately the bugles came from backstage and I could turn in that direction. And I turned in that direction and made a dramatic move for the door, swung the door open, grabbed my sword, closed the door again and walked back in and laid my sword on the table. And then it was time for the flower song. So I had my sword, the fight went just fine, and I ran off with Carmen's band. But it's a scary feeling to walk out on stage knowing you have an essential prop sitting backstage. And you should have brought it on stage, but you just, it's just one of those things when you step in, it's one of those little things that can happen, and they do happen, and I was just, by the skin of my teeth, managed to solve that problem. I sang in a lot of theaters. In some places, they just had tenors who canceled a lot, and in other places, they were just not able to afford to keep a dramatic tenor on their roster. At one of these theaters, I was in doing a Coven Pog. During the intermission, the theater director came to me and he said, we're having a problem with our tenor in Tieflant, and we have just fired him. Would you be interested in the part? Tieflant is an opera by Eugène d'Albert. He wrote about 20 operas. He was a Frenchman who taught music in Germany. I guess in his spare time, he wrote operas. Now, Tieflant 
which is rarely done in the U.S., but is done often in Germany, was very tempting, but I didn't know it. So I asked him, how long do I have to learn it? He said, oh, three weeks. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, we're already three weeks into rehearsal. So I said, well, give me a score. Let me go home. I'll look at it in the morning, and then I'll let you know. So I took the score home, I looked at it, and even though it was a fairly long roll, it was pretty straightforward. So I called him up and told him I could do it. And so the next three weeks I spent in rehearsal, and it is the first time and the only time I have ever gone into an opera staging rehearsal with a score in my hand. And that score stayed there until we got to orchestra rehearsals, and then I was finally able to get rid of it. So we had a premiere. I was a little nervous because <laughs> these things, when you learn an opera, you would like for them to, to, to have time to really settle in. This one I learned, but it had no time to settle in. So it was a little scary, but it all worked out in the end. And so I was very happy to have been able to do something that quickly. I've never done it since and I never am going to do it again. And that's the show for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder, The Angry Tenor goes live every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Now, I would like to hear from you, so if you would send your comments to heldentenore at att.net. That's heldentenore at att.net. Let me know in your email if you would like to have this broadcast on the podcast, and I'll do it. If not, I won't. So, I'm John Sayers, and I am the Angry Tenor. Whoa!